Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble!
Welcome to another edition of Sibling Reverie. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Ellis. So this week has been a buzz. Um, everywhere I've turned on the internet, on radio, they've talked about Disney buying Lucasfilms. This is a, a big thing. What was it? $4.4 billion worth. And the neat thing was is that George Lucas was the sole owner so Homeboy just made $4.4 billion. What is he going to do with that much money? Um, be happy for a long time. <laughs> for yeah, exactly. So as I was sitting here thinking about putting together this segment, I was trying to think of what all came with the package of Lucasfilm. So obviously you have the Star Wars franchise, which they, they ran into the ground. Yeah. Um, they have the THX sound, which is under the Skywalker sound. Okay, that's a multi-million dollar business. They have a, a Industrial Lights and Magic. But one thing that I noticed that they haven't mentioned, which is kind of surprising to me, is Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones oh, yeah. is yeah. under Lucasfilms. Plus so, the game franchises as well, too, because they're, they're already coming out with new games. Right, and, and that's called what? Lucas Interaction, right? Yeah. Or Interactive? Yeah. So... Granted, Disney, which I think will produce the Antichrist somewhere in the point in the future. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Is buying all these properties. Yeah. Uh, so, recently, well not just recently, but back in 2010, they bought Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. They've, they've actually left the comic books somewhat alone. You know, let them go their course. They've thrown in kind of their ideas of way to make it better. But they've really upped the game with Marvel Studios, and, and Marvel Studios is now producing, in my um, opinion, producing better quality movies. Yeah. So they're saying that Episode 7, seven. is supposed to come out in 2000, 15. Yeah. 2015. So where do we see this? Is it going to be better? I Personally, I, I love Star Wars movies as is. I don't think they could ever improve <laughs> beyond the point of that, of, uh, you know, the creator himself. But granted, Disney themselves are rich, so you, you got to... They haven't started filming them, right? Just no. No, they, they're trying to get the point Well, because it's even though they've announced that they're going to purchase, yeah. it has not been approved. Because you actually have to go through the Federal Trade Commission for something that big of a purchase, and it has to be approved. Plus, because Lucas is an LTD, which is an outside company, I think it's it's actually licensed in England, so you, you have to go through more paperwork and red tape to purchase an outside company. Uh, just to off-note quick uh, thought, folks, if you hear a lot of Pantene, um, we have a special, special guest and that is my dog, Code Blue. Um, he's just really hyper today, so you might hear him intermittently here and there. Um, nothing weird going on in the background. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> so... <clears throat> what are you doing, stuff? I'm sorry. It's okay. He's tickling me. Again, Cody's wanting to make his presence felt uh, in this episode of Sibling Rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I had to break up the bromance between Cody and, and Aaron so we can get some quiet and get back to business. So, <clears throat> 2015, episode 7, are they going to bring back Mark Hamill? 
I don't. I hope not. I, I, I hope yeah. not. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Because if memory serves me correctly, Mark Hamill at this point is an older Jedi, which fits in his age group right now. And he falls in love. I think he has a kid. And um, somewhere along the line, he turns into, you know, he, he's like the, turns dark. You know, goes to the dark side. So, personally, I, I think they're going to do it. Um, just because of the age range. Um, I don't know. I am interested. I will be there when it comes out. I, I got my fingers crossed. Um, I also know that they're talking about putting a Star Wars cartoon together for Disney XD. So we're already seeing, before even the, the company's buyout is official, we're already seeing the combination of Disney and Star Wars. Exactly. Well, I mean, if, uh, if you know what I'm talking about here, they also made that, was it the Clone Wars animation on uh, was that Cartoon Network? And to me, that wasn't really all that great because you know it's like dragging the Clone Wars out. It's like it's it's already there; they've done enough with it. You know? I agree. Um, I, I wasn't really too impressed with the Clone Wars. I did not like the animation. I do not like square box animation. If you're going to do something, especially with CG, make it smooth, make it realistic, make it like Final Fantasy type. Yeah, you know. exactly. <clears throat> so we've got. All this going on with the Star Wars franchise, but we've yet to hear about the Indiana Jones. And though I am a big Star Wars fan, and, and here's a little tidbit for you listeners, I was actually born May 8, 1977, three days after the release of the very first Star Wars. So I, I've that's been kind of in my, my blood. Um, I remember going to the movie theater and seeing Empire Strikes Back. I remember going to the movie theater and seeing Return of the Jedi. Um, I waited, you know, to see the first one, two, and three when they came out. It was it like '99 when the first one came out? I actually waited a couple years because I was one of those skeptics. I felt that you can't do better than you know what hit him up. Did you see the theater? No, I did. Well, I, the first one. I seen the first one. If you remember right, um, episode two. And episode three, you seen with me. Lacey, you and I went to the movie theaters and oh, seen okay. them. Yeah, that's true. But I was kind of skeptic, and, and you know, to be honest with you, when I first seen the episode one on DVD, I was not impressed. No. I, I understand that, you know, within writing, you tried to build your characters. Um, and he... he try to achieve that but you have this world of you know Luke Skywalker, Han Solo Princess Leia, Chewbacca R2-D2, C-3PO which they did end up in the first one Yeah. but the main ones again Skywalker Solo and Leia mm -hmm. they weren't there so you have this kind of thing set in your head where you think Star Wars you think of these main characters and when you come out with something like that Exactly. And the main character was, what, a five to seven year old boy. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was kind of hard for me to follow. Now, episode two, when that came out, it was good. It was, it was good. It was so good. Um, I, I was very impressed. Out of the new three, episode two, I think, was the best of the new three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
then Re- Revenge of the Sith was the last one, right? Yeah. That was okay. I mean, we I all... We all know, you know, where it was going. We yeah, knew that it was going to be coming Darth Vader. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It was... My thing is, is he's like, okay, I'm dark side. You know, I, I've turned to the dark side. Let me kill, you know, a gazillion people. Yeah. I mean, all within like a 15-minute span. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, damn! You're like, put the, pop, uh, the popcorn in the microwave. It's <laughs> already. Jeez. Um, one of the most unsettling things for me and, and my son when that movie came out the little padawan that came up to him looked almost identical to my son and of course he kills the little boy and I'm like oh man I could have really done without seeing that yeah that that was kind of a bummer to me um and and again I'm kind of caught up with the whole Star Wars thing too folks I I really wanted to focus more on Indiana Jones uh, but you know intermittently we're going to continue to talk about Star Wars because that's the big thing that's where the money is um, out of the 4.4 billion dollars that Lucas Films has mm-hmm. I think 3.1 billion of that was just the Star Wars franchise yeah. exactly everything else just falls in with them um, I want to see where Indiana Jones go you know because Harrison Ford and Shia LaBeouf is supposed to be take over and be the new Indiana Jones. Really? You didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be the son of Indiana Jones. He is the son in the movie, and he's supposed to take over. And let me tell you, like, I don't know. I love. Okay, I have like a love hate relationship with Shia. Like, I hated him, and then now I like. I like him a lot as an actor. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. I still don't know. He did I, good in the movie, but I just don't know still. I still think he's too caught up with Disney, so I think he'd fit right in with the new. Not like, <laughs> I don't know. You have to see. Have you seen like a lot of like uh, Wall Street Money talks and all those movies that he's mm-hmm. done? He's a real. He's a really. He's become a really good actor. And and it's funny you say Wall Street because I remember with our dad we I went to the movie theater and seen the first Wall Street and, and being a little boy, I think that might have really motivated me to become my own proprietor yeah you know become you know be my own boss because that was very compelling to a little boy yeah and then when I heard that they came out with a part two I just and to this day I still haven't seen it I, I can't bring it's a myself movie. to go see it but I think he's become a really good actor I don't see him as, a, as like a little kid actor anymore but I still don't know how I feel about him as Indiana Jones because I, I don't that's, see him as being—I don't see him as being adventurous and tough. Like, I mean, yeah, he can be tough when like the situation permits for him, but he doesn't have to me. He doesn't have like that spirit in him. I don't know. Well, no one can do it like Harrison Ford, and I know Harrison Ford got a lot of crap about the last you know Indiana Jones. Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it. I like. You haven't seen it? No, I see wow. pieces of it. Well, anyways, I liked it. It's a really good movie. Um. <laughs> the dude's 70 years old and he's like I'm, I'm gonna whip your ass and he could he could go and whip your ass I mean he's just that type of character yeah. Yeah. not only is he a physical you know force to be reckoned with but he's also very intelligent you know he's a college professor yeah. well, let me back that up he's not a college professor he's a university he's professor, professor yeah. so that even you know excels his knowledge so it's, it's, it's an equal balance of not only being having the brute force, but having, you know, a great mind behind it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I, the Shiloh LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. You said Shiloh. That's not his it's name? Shia. Shia? Shia LaBeouf. Oh. Well, my, he's my man, so I know his name. Okay. My bad. 
<laughs> I am Mashaya, Shia LaBeouf. I am the Indiana Jones. No, I, I don't know, folks. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, he could pull it off. Um, I don't know. He might, su- he might surprise us. I didn't see him being in Transformers either. He pulled that off pretty good. <clears throat> I I don't like Transformers. <laughs> I like I like the cartoon anime Transformers. I like Transformers movies. You guys are making me sad. I love Transformers. So here's a little tidbit. Um, when I was a little boy, I watched the, the Transformers cartoon. I remember I used to have this little like ten inch black and white TV. I remember running home, I mean, literally, Fat Boy was running, man, to get home and to watch the Transformers cartoon. It was something that affected me also on a creative scale, because that was the first time I really was introduced to to type of drama. You know, because beforehand, I, I grew up watching, you know, old school Looney Tunes and... Um, Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so... Enter the world of robots, which caught my imagi- my imagination. Yeah. But also, you know, input drama. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that these robots, these creatures, were just so evil that they just wanted to rule everything. That was their simple premises. Yeah. Um, and that really was really deep for me. I remember back in 1984, and I know this is kind of predating your existence. Um, and, kind of predating and- his existence. <laughs> That's like 11 years, or no, 10 years predating his existence. Um, in 1984, they came out with the first Transformers movie, but it was animated movie. Uh, it was with Orson Welles. And, and do you know who Orson Welles is? I haven't a clue. He, didn't he write Animal Horror? Oh, no, that no that's George Orwell. That's George Orwell. Orson Welles is War, War of the Worlds. Oh, okay, oh. yeah. Um, and, oh my gosh, I just had a brain fart. Rosebud. Oh, um, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. I love that movie. Great movie. And book. His last theatrical performance before he croaked, mm-hmm. he was in the Transformers movie. Great movie. I remember I begged, begged my parents to take me to go see this this cartoon that was coming out. So after like a week of literally groveling like a baby, they're like, "Okay, we've had enough of you. Let's go." So we were gonna go see it. And th- when we got there, it, it wasn't playing at our local. It was the Foothill Theater, and it wasn't playing. I was like, "Oh my god!" So I'm like, "Well, let's go check out the walk-in." And mind you, back in 1984, the walk-in was something of a novelty. It isn't like today where everything is a walk-in. Yeah. Every, you know, in '84, everything was drive-ins. Yeah. So, like I said, it was a novelty. Anyway, we went around to like three different places. And no, no one was playing the Transformers movie. Talk about crushed. I was crushed. Um, so I literally had to wait years before they eventually put it out on um, VHS. VHS. Do you remember seeing it? Because you were a little baby. I remember... Oh, you wouldn't have remembered it. When it finally came out on VHS, you were like... I think I've seen it, though. One or two. <laughs> I believe it's I don't. So I don't think I've seen it when I don't remember seeing it when I was little, but I, I think I have seen it. I got like this picture in my brain of it, so I think I have seen it. I, I remember I was. There's this part where 
um, Judd Nelson, who plays Rodimus Prime, he he opens the Matrix in this song. You got the touch, and I just start bawling. And mind you, I'm preteen, so you know I'm supposed to be manly, but no, I, I was I was bitch bawling. I, I was just crying. It was great. But <clears throat> so I come from that era. Yeah. Yeah. Total different story. I know that they come out with some other Transformer cartoons in the past, Beast Wars, which I watched like half an episode. It was just horrible. horrible. I didn't like it. And I know that they tried to make it more modern for today's world, mm-hmm. but I lost interest. So in, what was it, 2007 it came out, the, the initial movie? I believe so. So I was really stoked. Um, because I heard that Peter Collins, who was the initial voice of Optimus Prime, had agreed to do the voice of, in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, badass, dude, badass. So I went and it was uh, myself and two of my buddies from, from the hospital that I work with. Um, we went and checked it out. And when I walked out, I was so disappointed. Yeah. I mean, it was just... <sighs> There's some things, folks, that just can't be transformed, no pun intended to the the big screen Um, because in the cartoons you know once they transform into the the robots they're smooth yeah they have a smooth appearance but to be realistic in the real world they give them a very sharp and edgy feel it's because of the cars that they are the vehicles the vehicles that they are you know they can't they're not gonna they're gonna use more modern vehicles obviously for the newer movies (laughs) the Camaro Bumblebee <clears throat> that was actually my biggest. Wasn't he? What was he originally? He was a VW bug. Yeah, it was yeah. a bug. And he, yeah, he came up as. Like, what the fuck? Why would you? It's because they wanted. Oh. The only reason they did that is because they were trying to sell the new Camaro that just come out. Right, right, right. So they like, got to throw and it in here and get money for this, you know. Yeah. And then they made Megatron a a jet. No. What was he originally? Originally, he was. Um, what was he? Was he a Luger? You know, so. like a German Luger? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he was a gun. He would transform into the gun, and it was always Soundwave who would catch him and, and start shooting him. Yeah. No, that sounds really cool, but... That does actually sound pretty cool, like, if you, like to see the, to be able to see that, but... We'll see. That The thing for me is... Old school Transformers have got me into, like, robots. Period. Like, I'm... I, I like Gundam. Gundam C, Gundam Destiny... Old school Gundam, Gundam Zero, Gundam Wing. For you American folks, um, they they put out a Gundam back in the eighties, and they didn't call it Gundam; it was called Robotech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was another. It's funny you brought that up because yeah. as we we're talking about old cartoons, that actually popped up in the back of my head. That was the first time on TV that I ever seen somebody die. I remember I was over at my cousin Pat's house. We were watching the new episode, and this guy comes pulling in with his plane, and he's laying there, and Rick Hunter, which for some reason... Now, folks, I haven't watched this for almost 30 years, (laughs) but I I remember Rick Hunter was the main character, Mm. and he goes and he goes to check on... I think his, his buddy's name was Ron or something like that, Ron or Roy. And he goes, and, and, and the guy's kind of unconscious sitting there in the, the plane. And he goes to shake him, and he takes his hand back. And his hand was... Cu- no, no, this is this was weekday afternoon, after-school cartoon. Yeah. Pulls his hand back, and you see this blood just... Right. Yeah. And I was like, 
whoa, <laughs> that's deep. So yeah, I, I'm I'm actually surprisingly they made a game about that, and that was actually one of my favorite GameCube games. They really did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh, it's really good. I liked it. Well, you know, now it doesn't seem so enjoyable because we have all these new systems out, but. That was one of my favorite GameCube games. So, my generation, uh, you know, th- say 35 to 40, we call it Robotech. You know, anything mm-hmm. after that becomes Gundam. Gundam. Same thing. And since we're on the, the topic of 80s cartoons, which you were born in 88, so you, you came in and missed... End. Yeah. And you were born in... 93. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, we know he's young. Okay, we know. Well, no, I, uh, for some reason, I was just thinking he was. He, I, I forget <laughs> the how old I am. Sometimes yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, so, since we're talking about '80s cartoons, though, there's there's two of them that have popped into my head since we were talking. Mm-hmm. One is the Thundercats. Thundercats. I like that show. Oh, <laughs> and and not so much the. The remake that they did. Oh god, horrible! I was I was heartbroken because I used to watch that. Believe it or not, they used to have reruns on, on Cartoon Network, and I was like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> and then I seen that, and I was like, "Why?" I remember I used to have all the toys and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it just kind of reminiscing here. Um, so. That was another great 80s cartoon, and I don't know how we got from Disney purchasing uh, Lucasfilms to Thundercats. <laughs> Maybe Disney will buy the, the Thundercats. Uh, they probably already have. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was another great 80s cartoon, and then one that unfortunately only lasted like two seasons was called Silverhawks. Silverhawks. Never heard of that. They were genetically engineered people. They had metal over their bodies, and they they clamped their arms down, oh, and when they raised them up, about. they I've had seen, wings. Yeah, I've seen that. Believe it, I didn't know what it was called, but I've actually seen that. And I can't, I, I can't, it's like a, it's, it's, I haven't seen it in so long, but I've, I used to watch it, because we used to have satellite <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> okay, I'm young, but I, this is when I was younger, younger, right? <laughs> we used to have satellite, and I used to watch this. And I was like, this is so cool. I wonder what it's called. Because I had never, I, I didn't have control of the remote. I didn't know what I was doing. So when it came on, I was like, this is cool. You know? And, and you saying that, and I was like, where have I seen that before? I came from kind of um, a low middle class family. And, and we really didn't have much growing up. But I remember my parents went out of my way to buy me all the Silverhawks. And we had that mm-hmm. little jet and stuff. And um, interesting enough, the reason why it only ran one or two seasons is because they felt that it was too, too mature for the American child audience. You know, mind you, four years ago, n- not from today, but from that point when we were watching Silverhawks, mm-hmm. just four years previous to that, you know, was the first time I seen somebody pull off their hand covered in blood. But they didn't figure that was too mature. Yeah, much. Yeah. No. <laughs> Go figure. Um, and going back on. on cartoons were you ever a, like a he-man fan or no yes he was <laughs> i just had to pull that one out of the hat um though it makes me sound very unstraight yes i was a, a he-man fan <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you know the funny thing is is with my daughter 
we were sitting and watching Netflix, and, and I, I pulled up She-Ra, and she was watching She-Ra, and they brought in He-Man, and we were watching episodes and with He-Man. And I'm like, he's queer, dude. <laughs> yeah, he is. But you know, at the time, we never thought about that stuff. You know, we look back and we're like, what were we thinking? Yeah, I, I did. I watched all the He-Man. Um, you know, I had all the figures. I had mm-hmm. the He-Man, the Skeletor, Beast Man, I had Castle Grayskull, I had Snake Mountain. How I know, remember these names? I don't know. I mean, mom knows the names. <laughs> does she? She's like, yeah, I bought him the Castle Grayskull and the He-Man and this and that. She knows all. Of them. I'm like, you remember all those names, mom? <laughs> yeah, she remembers those names. Um, and it was kind of what depleted it for me as a mm-hmm. fan of He-Man is when they came out with the Dolph Lundgren He-Man oh, action yeah. movie oh, called God. Masters of the Universe. Yeah. At that point, I, I was like, okay, I think I'm getting too old for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yes, I, I did, and, and you know, our dad, um, he used to tease me, and I would literally have nightmares at night. He's like, and mind you, I was probably seven, eight, maybe nine at the oldest. And he, you know, before I go to bed, he'd peek his head in. He's like, "Good night." And I'm like, "Good night," you know, little innocent Dave. Good night, daddy. He's like, when you wake up in the morning, you're gonna have a skinhead. In a blue body, <laughs> and then he shut the door, and I'm like freaking out. <laughs> he did this on a, on a regular continuum, um, so he and it would call me Baby Skeletor, um, and that's how I actually remember the name Skeletor. Oh, okay. And then we go into the '90s. Now I've been a fan. I remember initially becoming a fan of the X-Men. Uh, the X-Men comic books I was 10 years old so that was 1987 that was one year before Rebecca was born and from 1987 to 1991 um, I had intermittently been a fan not really hard when I hit 1991 I I decided to become a comic book fan mainly on the the X-Men level one of the things that I had always wanted to do because when you see comic books you know obviously you have pictures and, and you kind of make the animation move in your head and, and it comes alive but you really want to see that visual mm-hmm. and in 92 they came out with the X-Men cartoon the very first one and I remember Rebecca and I Saturday mornings even if she was asleep sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> and even if she was asleep, I would get her up, and we would watch the X Men cartoons until I got older. Then I, then I had my own VCR. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you you kids out there even know what a VCR is. It's it's something that predated the DVD player. You put in a little. It wasn't tape. that long ago. Okay, if they're like fourteen, <clears throat> they probably don't know. But but you could record things off of TV. It, it was like. Even predating, not so much the DVD, but it predated the the DVR. Yeah. And what we do is we re- record, you know, because I would when I, the older I got, the later I'd stay up on you know weekends, so I'd get up later on you know the next day. Yeah. But Rebecca and I would always watch the X Men. Do you remember that? Of course. Do you, Do you have any particular favorite? What do you mean? Favorite episode? Do you remember any of them? I don't really remember the episodes because I haven't watched it in such a long time because they stopped airing it. They have it on Netflix now, I think, but... Yeah. The original? Yeah. 
No, you gotta do. I, wa I started watching them again. We, we gotta start watching them again. I watched a couple episodes on there, but I just love that show. Like it was like most girls were watching. Like I said, watching like My Little Pony or Strawberry Shortcake, and I was watching that. Well, see, I I think I warped your brain because, I, and I don't know if you remember this, but immediately following each episode of the X-Men cartoon, I would go into my room, come up with some type of quiz, and then I would quiz her. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. You're going to know this. It was. I, it was actually I loved important. it. I remember they got me the little figurines from it. From it. Like, they're little tiny figurines, and, like, I had this... They still make them, those play school dollhouses. Mm -hmm. I had, like, the little mom, and mm. then the dad, and then, like, the older brother, and the baby. And I took that out and I threw my X-Men in there and that was their house. <laughs> that, that was, was the, the mansion. That was the mansion. I swear to God, I'm not even lying. Uh, that's awesome. Um, for me, uh, as I got older again, I, I liked the deeper storylines. And when they came out with the Phoenix. No, yeah. The Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix Dark saga. Phoenix. And it was such a big event, they actually played it at night. It was like Wednesday or Thursday night on Fox. They played these these episodes instead of in the morning and it was just really it was good nowadays my oldest son is uh, almost 11 he'll be 11 next week and we've sat down and, and watched some old back episodes yeah and it was just like nostalgia all over again <laughs> it was really cool I was got into it um, obviously I knew what was going to happen my memory works like that for some reason even though I hadn't seen it that's in how I am too years. like if I start watching it I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna. Like, I can't sit here and say, oh, I remember this and that from it. But when I started watching it, because I started, I watched like the first three episodes, I think. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this was gonna happen. At the time, I start seeing it, but I can't like sit there and be like, oh yeah, this happened. This is gonna happen. That's gonna happen. It doesn't. My brain doesn't work that way. Well, the funny thing is, and I, I can remember this. And again, this is 1991, so that is, let's see, 2001 would have been 10 years. 2011 would have been 20 years. So it's been 21 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember as, as if it was yesterday, I told Rebecca, I said, uh, you know, that the X-Men's going to come out. And I remember now that I'm speaking about it more, it's more coming back to me. It was on a Thanksgiving. So it came, the first episode came out Thanksgiving morning, 1991. Um, and I remember the first thing that Rebecca said, not, not even so much excitement about, you know, the cartoon coming out. Mm -hmm. Is Jubilee going to be in it? I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I didn't know who was going to be in it. But initially, Jubilee was in the first episode and episodes to follow. And I remember she was just bouncing around with joy. She begged, I love Jubilee. She begged my mom, well, our mom, uh, for a yellow trench coat. And if you don't know who Jubilee is, type in 1990s Jubilee X-Men on Google and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But she did. She always wanted the, the big sunglasses and the, the, yeah, the yellow trench, trench coat. <laughs> um, today I really don't watch too much cartoons. Um, well, I mean, going, going off of that, the original X-Men and then they had X-Men Evolution. It's like the remake of that. You remember that? I watched one episode. Mm -hmm. It, it was, yeah. My thing is, is it needs to be correct. Accurate. Exactly. Accuracy. 
Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you can have a little bit of bending of the yeah, story. Yeah, of course. But, but you can't just be like. Completely be like, okay, this is the new story, this is how it happens, this is how it's going to go. It doesn't work that way. Never. You have to go off the foundation that's already been set. Exactly. My biggest pet peeve was is they and they, they followed this from that that shitty ass Brian Singer movie. Mm-hmm. They made Jean Grey older than Cyclops. Jean Grey and Cyclops are the same age. age yeah. yeah. And the reason I know this, folks, is because if I turn to my right and look up, there is an original 1963 X Men hanging on my wall. And I've read it, and I know the, the the initial backstory, and I know that they're supposed to be the same age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was kind of a turn off for me because Jean Grey and Cyclops, my two main favorite characters, and when they start screwing up, my two main favorite characters. That's done. And then um, they came out with the X Men cartoon recently. The that, Wolver- is that the one that I want? No. Wolverine and the X Men. You're talking about like. Uh was it supposed to be like some anime type thing, right? Uh, no, no, not that. no, it wasn't. It's something uh, else. Um, I got into it. I watched quite a few episodes. What was that one thing that you told me to watch? It was X Men, right? For what? On Netflix. Yeah, it was X Men. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. That's Wolverine. It's X- Wolverine and the X Men, uh, because Wolverine's become so much more popular than yeah. the That's team. The- that's the one you're talking about with Katie Pride and all that? Yeah. And, and um, are you sure, Chaco? No. I don't think we're talking about, I think we're talking about something else. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I think I know what she's talking about, folks, is um, Marvel came out a few years ago and they animated Josh Whedon's. Yes, that's what. Uh, yeah. Astonishing that, X-Men. That was so good. Is that was more, good. I, it's, it's not done, right? They haven't put all the episodes up yet? No, they haven't. There, people, you guys need to go on Netflix. You need to watch that. It's really, really good. I love Josh Whedon. I'm a big Buffy fan, and I think it was awesome. And when you <laughs> watch it, you can tell that he was legitimately an X Men fan. He's a good writer. Mm-hmm. He really is. Marvel didn't go to him and say, "Hey, write this for us." He yeah. actually went to Marvel and said, "I'm a huge X Men fan. I can do something with X Men." Yeah. And for his run. That's what sucked me back into comic books. And after his run of Astonishing X-Men, I kind of lost interest in, in comic books again. Um, just because what he put down, the story, the complexity, the, the character development, was just right on the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I were to sit down and write a comic book of the X-Men, it, I think it would follow similar in suit to what Josh Whedon did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very good. I still want to see what they do with the... I guess they're making a Deadpool movie. Yeah, I want to see are. what they're doing with that. Because in, in, if you remember X-Men Origins Wolverine, they... Oh my god. They... <laughs> they made it so bad at the end. I didn't, I didn't really like the ending of that. I don't like who they have for Deadpool at all. Ryan Reynolds? I don't like I don't like him. I do not like him. The only I can the only thing I can say about him is he did good as Green Lantern. And I was really shocked. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but I don't like him, and I don't know about him playing Deadpool. I'm still in the I don't know. Well, that's uh, falls under one of those Hollywood blunders mm-hmm. because Deadpool doesn't shoot optic blasts. He doesn't no. teleport. He doesn't have swords that come out of his arms. No, and that's not Deadpool. If I, if I remember correctly, he was he uses a. Two nine millimeter pistols, semi-automatic. Uh, he uses two katanas, and what, what, I can't. 
I can't remember exactly. And he's a martial artist. Too. Yeah, but there was something that happened to him that made him Deadpool. It was like a, it was like a freak accident or something. It wasn't a freak accident. They were trying to make, they were trying to remake the Weapon X program. Yeah. You know, make him like Wolverine, and that's that's how he became this figure. Um, Hollywood completely. Butt raped it. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood completely yeah. butt raped it. That's basically why. Um, and to be honest with you, and I know I'm probably going to get some hate mail from this one, is I'm I'm still not set. Even though it's been over, you know, twelve years, going into thirteen years, I'm still not set on Hugh Jackman being Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he. No, he Wolverine is a cocky bastard. Hugh Jackman is just an asshole. <laughs> I don't know, you know, and, and you know, Wolverine is buff. Hugh Jackman's kind of. I mean, he's buff, weird. but he's not made buff. No. You see Hugh Jackman in other movies, you know, he really had to bulk up to play Wolverine because he's right. not. Yeah. He's a tone guy, but he's not a buff guy. Right. I just, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I don't like. I really don't like you. I don't like anybody. I don't like. I hate everyone equally. Go ahead. Say what you're say. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say, in order to, to to do something like that, you would have to get like a professional wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just just huge. Yeah. They would have to take Arnold Schwarzenegger. But then you have to realize that professional most professional wrestlers <laughs> can't act for shit. Most prof- most people who look like that aren't actors. No. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where you come into you know into problems. And I think that that kind of leads into why I was more of a, an animated film mm-hmm. fan yeah. than live action. Um, many many moons ago, Wizard um, Magazine mm-hmm. they came out with you know who they thought would do an excellent I you know ideal job as the X Men. Mm-hmm. You talking about Wizard like trading cards? You know? Wizard magazine. It's a, mag- it's a comic book magazine. It's not. They don't have it anymore, right? Like, no, it's it's only online. It's an online. You've never magazine. heard of it? Mm. I used to live by that magazine. I was like, I gotta read everything yeah. out of it. It's, it was like it was basically like, like you know how you were a Game Informer? Yeah. That was like our Game Informer before we played video. We didn't play video games, basically. Yeah, it was the the comic nerd's bible. Yeah. And what they did is they they said like Rugger Hauer. And I know these are probably names that you. I I think I see. I think I what you're talking about. Where it said all the ones. I seen this. I was reading it. Rugger Hauer is Magneto. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> 1990 Rugger Hauer looked like yeah. Magneto. He was stocky enough to be believable as Magneto. He was old enough to not have to put any extra makeup on. Um, when they they casted Ian McKellen as Magneto. Yeah. Now, mind you, okay. I'm almost six foot two, and I weigh close to two eighty. Okay, Rebecca's six foot one. You know we're big people. Ian I'm McKell- six foot. Six foot. My maybe bad. sound like a giant, people. <laughs> maybe five eleven. I shrink, but anyways. But what I'm saying is that Ian McKellen is this. What was he? Seventy years old. He weighs maybe like thirty pounds, soaking wet. It, it just wasn't believable, Magneto. I know. You know? They had. Well, because you got to realize, though, he, he went from, what was it, Lord of, Lord of the Rings to X-Men? <laughs> He's really short, too. Did yeah. Because I was looking at this picture from Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. and it had him and his two doubles, and they were super tall, because they, were, they, were, they did his height. They put his face on the guy's body. Oh, yeah. He's not that tall. No. Really? Uh-uh. Yeah. Where did we see that at? On the internet or something? Yeah. And then, 
I'm trying to remember they had like uh, Jacques Clan Van Damme. Yeah, for Gambit, and he would again nineties. God, I hate I hate not Gambit. I hate John Claude Van Damme. But, but in the nineties, it yeah, would have worked. It would have Yeah, they had Rebecca Monet, Damonet, Damonet. They had her as Jean Grey. I mean, throw a red wig on her, dye her head red, dye her hair red, and I think she would have pulled off Jean yeah. Grey. Coincidentally, I can't remember who was supposed to play my favorite character. No, that's not true. It's the guy who played. In the first Terminator, um, what was his name? You know, the, the guy that came back to stop the Terminator? Yeah, I know you're talking about. I'll find out his name right now. Keep talking. Well, they picked him as to be... Like, oh, my God. That would have been... I, I would have busted my geek nut. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if, if they would have done It's called that. The Terminator, right? Yeah. The Terminator, yeah. Um, but they had him casted, you know... Imaginary casted for the X Men. Person he's talking about is Michael Bain. I believe it's Bain. Um, it's B I E H N. Yeah, that's him. That's him. He, they casted him as Cyclops. And if you look at the picture of way he looked in the '90s and in the '80s, he had that clean Boy Scout look. Yeah. That Cyclops had. Uh, real fast, folks. Just want to introduce another special guest. Uh, this is the Zoe to the Jazelmon. This is Miss Zoe. Uh, she just woke up from a little nap, and she's going to join us, maybe not in a conversation, but... In spirit. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, they had all these people set up in the Wizard Magazine to play the X-Men. And yeah. I was just like, ah. Oh. The only thing that they actually got right was Patrick Stewart as yeah. Xavier. When I was little, I kid you not, when I was little, like... I would watch the cartoons and I would be like, you know, they should make a movie. I mean, I was young. And I would see Star Trek and it would make me th- the, what is it, the next Enterprise? What was it? Next, next Generation. Next, next generation. generation. Yeah, he played Jean-Luc God. And when I'd see him, I'd be like, man, he'd make a good Professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. It's funny, and like, he, they, he was perfect for that. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that they did write about the X-Men movies. Yeah. That was like correct. <laughs> I'll agree with that. It worked. He worked good. Um. So we went and we spent the next like five six years growing up watching you know the X Men cartoons. And when I go in now, this is my segue back into something we were talking about last segment was the how bad the X Men movies were. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it ended. In 97 or 98 was when the cartoons ended, and then two years later, three years later, in 2000, they came out with the X-Men movie. Um, I was very excited. So was I when I first heard. And I was living in Arkansas at the time, and neither you went to a place called Magnolia, or you'd have to drive all the way to freaking Texas to watch this movie. So we ended up going to Magnolia, which is closer of the two. I walked in excited. I walked out depressed. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of curious to see how Disney works this next X-Men movie. Because I, after our conversation from you know last week, I got online, I did some digging. They are coming out with They another. are making it, right? Okay, yeah. I, did, I didn't want to sound stupid, but I did see that somewhere on the internet. And though it's not going to be a Disney movie, it's going to be you know Marvel Studios. 
uh, Disney has very tight reins on um, you know on on their properties, their filming properties. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm kind of curious to see how that comes about. Yeah, because to me, X Men First Class, the first one, was it was pushing that limit of PG-13. You know, yeah. just, you know, a nose hair more. It, could it was actually, on the cusp. Yes. It could have gone into a rated R. Yeah. Which, if I were to make an X-Men movie, it would be rated R. <laughs> uh, if anybody out there actually sits and listens to this, um, if you've read an X-Men comic book, you realize that these are rated R mm-hmm. stories. And when you make them... PG, PG-13, you're taken away from the initial content yeah. and making it less of what the story initially was. So, we'll see what Disney does with the new X-Men movie. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, at this point, are they going to bring in Cyclops and Jean Grey? I thought it was a very ballsy move to, one, make a movie without the original X-Men. Yeah. Two, I was very happy and surprised to find out that the new X-Men, you know, X-Men First Class, didn't have a Wolverine. That made me happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I was like, thank God. <laughs> um, so, we'll see what happens. I mean, of course, the story wasn't exact. And I've kind of given up on that. Yeah, it's Hollywood. They're Hollywood. not going to get it right. They do, they do what they want. You know, when, as long as they give money. <clears throat> when the director's cast for these things, they're like, okay, I'm doing what the hell I want. It don't matter what you say. I'm, I'm the one that's getting paid. I'm the one that makes all the choices. So. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do because they, they originally had Cyclops in the original script. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had yeah. the, the guy who played uh, Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. You know the main character. Mm-hmm. He was gonna play no Cyclops. No, no. and <laughs> for some reason they cut the Cyclops character out of the script. So I don't know if it's because they're holding it to the next, um, you know, next part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what. I just, I don't know about that guy. I mean, maybe I don't know. I know I know he's a lot younger. Yeah. In the first class, but I don't know. He would have. He. I don't know either. Speaking of uh, Kick-Ass, did you guys like Kick-Ass? Do you like I love Kick-Ass. The second one's coming out soon. That's where I was going with it. Is Yeah, there's going to be a second one. I like that movie a lot. Didn't they make a comic for that too, didn't they? comic came before the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I remember when I when I went and saw it in the theaters, and it, after it was over, I went out, and I was like walking out of the theater, and this guy, this, this older guy, he wasn't like, he was probably in his 50s, He's like, I can't believe that they someone would let their daughter play the movie and talk like that. And like, he was tripping out about it. It was funny, but that's Hollywood. People will do any, anything for money. So yeah. Well, you know, for me, I would go ahead and open the door. We have some more visitors, as our mom has decided to stop in on the sibling rivalry. Say hi, mom. Hi. So what I was gonna say is that. For me, with my daughter, if someone came to me and said, you know, I'm going to give you a couple million dollars, is you know, she's 13, 14 years old, but she's got to drop the F-bomb, I think I would be okay with that. What do you think? Uh, for a million, yeah, I probably would. My kids would probably be saying F by the time they're like five. <laughs> <laughs> 
So why not let it happen, right? Just let, just let it happen. Just, just let it happen. Just, just <laughs> no, you can't, can't control it. Just, just let it happen. Just go to sleep. <laughs> my house. <laughs> and then now we have yet another visitor. Uh, this is my uncle Dean. Say hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> just stopping in middle of the night. It's it's not too late. Um, we're just talking about movies and pretty much how Hollywood does what they want to do, even if the story's wrong. That's yeah, where we're at. Basically. Anything for money. Exactly. See, she Nudity. wasn't even here, but she knows. Nudity, she knows. murder, profanity, whatever it takes to make a buck, they don't care. Which I'm learning to do, folks, just to throw that out there. Okay, so you guys are leaving? Yeah. All right. Well, you guys take care. I'll see you okay. later. I'll be back later. All right. So back to Kick-Ass. I, I really liked the movie. I thought it was kind of innovative the way it was put together because it was almost a realistic type scheme. Nobody had superpowers or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I liked the fact that he went out there and literally got his ass kicked, you know, the first time mm-hmm. around. Uh, the storyline, I, I just, I, I bought it. It yeah. just felt right. <laughs> yeah. So, it did. So I haven't watched, or not watched, but I haven't read the second Kick-Ass. Um, so I, I don't know what to expect from the, the, second, com- the second one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. I haven't read anything about it. I just know they were making the second one. Do you guys know who makes who made it? Mm-hmm. No, I, I know it was Bad Robot, was the actual production, mm-hmm. but I don't know who distributed it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can <laughs> check that. for you. Alright. Um... So as she checks, one of the things also I liked was the fact of he started off, you know, complete comic book nerd. Mm. By the end of the story, he was the man. Yeah. Um, do you find it? What are you wanting to know? Like, who wrote it? Or no, what? no, no. Who who distributed it? Who, you know, was it like... Hold on. Paramount or... You know, was it Walt Disney or? We know it wasn't Walt Disney. Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, especially nowadays. You know, you know, Luke Skywalker being in Disney and all now. <laughs> I don't think. To, yeah, but let's see. <laughs> well, she's looking at kind of segueing back to the George Lucas and you know Disney thing. Did you see the picture, the press release picture? That for what? For uh, Disney buying out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got the press release, mm. and it came with a picture. And the picture is, it's George Lucas, and um, who's the CEO of Disney? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Something, Robert Engel? Is it Robert Engel? That's an actor. Robert Engel is the guy that plays Freddy Cougar. No, that's Robert that's England. England. Oh, England, okay. <laughs> but anyway, it was those two. They're standing in the middle, and then surrounded by them is the Disney cast... Really? But they're all dressed up. Oh my god! As Star Wars characters, and you know, Mickey Mouse is, is Luke Skywalker. He's holding the really the lightsaber. Yeah, I gotta see. I gotta find this. Um, what I'm gonna do, folks, is I'll post up in in our sibling rivalry um, forum. I'll I'll put a post of the picture there. Oh, okay. It's the funniest damn thing I've seen, and. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm waiting because you know Robot Chicken's done a, a Star Wars thing. Family, Family Guy's guy. done a Star Wars thing. So yeah. next is going to be Disney. Uh, Disney. <laughs> Ooh, bless you. Um, real fast. Yes. The Kick Ass was distributed in the UK by Universal Pictures and the United States by Lionsgate Films. Lionsgate. Ah, Lionsgate, formerly Artisan Films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
very good production house. Um, so, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll put that up in the the forum so you guys can check it out. Um, of course, you know Mickey Mouse will be Luke Skywalker, and I'm thinking you know Pete, you mm-hmm. know the, the big cat yeah. Pete, he'll be Darth Vader. <laughs> so yeah, in, instead works. of instead of the heavy breathing, you know the. It'll, it probably won't have no heavy breathing. And instead of, you know, James Earl Jones, Luke, I am your father. It'll be like, Luke, I am your father! Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I, I I see that happening. They're mm. going to try to combine both brands. They're, they're going to tone it down for the little kids. Like, with, with my daughter, Zoe, she's big on Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So, anything that comes on TV that has to do with Mickey Mouse, she's going to stop and she watches it. <clears throat> It might be a good thing just to kind of bring her into that world, the Star Wars world, mm-hmm. you know, at a young age. And then when she gets older, I can say, you know, this is really what it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, not not flowers and daisies. They're not going to do that. You don't think so? No. You never know. I mean, the I've seen what Disney's been doing with movies lately. Mm-hmm. And I've liked it. Like, with, like, um, John Carter... And the Prince of Persia, those are pretty good movies, and you wouldn't even think they were Disney movies. Yeah, the new Prince of Persia that came out. I like that movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. I didn't, I didn't... Yeah, it's a Disney movie. What? Yes, they're Disney. They're from Disney Studios. Picture or I don't know. What do they say? It? Disney. No, it's it's Disney Studios. Studios? Oh, okay. Disney Studios or Disney Pictures. But John Carter and Prince of Persia, those aren't kids' movies. Yeah, kids can watch them. But I completely, totally enjoyed both those movies. John Carter's a really good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to watch it. But anyways. I, I haven't seen John Carter. It's a good yeah. movie. But I've seen The Prince of Persia. Mm. Yeah. Uh, excellent movie. I and mean, there's violence in there. I mean, there's not complete nut or like a buttload of violence, but... But, uh... I think it's a good movie. I think that they're gonna... I think they'll do good with Star Wars. I don't think they'll make it too kiddie. I hope not, um, because the story gets darker and I don't know if you've noticed I don't the think Disney could make a darker story for episode 7 because supposedly it's supposed to be coming out in what 2015 right and you know going off of the end of episode 6 it's like I don't I don't think they can I mean yeah you got like you got good writers because like you guys said you know Prince Persia John Carter but I don't personally I don't think that they could make another episode of Star Wars being that it was so popular you know see I disagree because this is another and I I don't understand where George Lucas goes with this um, because he likes these long ass time jumps Yeah, you know it was like 18 years between episode 3 to episode 4 you know because it ends with Luke and Leia being born and then it jumps into New Hope, which is episode four, and Luke Skywalker's like eighteen, I think. Mm. You know, and then it's supposed to happen again. And after. it's going to happen. There's going to be a big jump, like a, a huge jump. So from end of Return of the Jedi, which was episode six, yeah, Luke Skywalker was still in his twenties. So now this is going to be an even bigger jump, I think, where. I think the story takes place where he's like in his 40s or 50s. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Have you heard about the plot of it? You heard, right? No, I don't know the plot. Okay, I'm going to say this is what I heard, and I hope I'm not wrong because I don't want to sound stupid. 
From what I heard about it, it's going to be based on a lot on Han Solo and Princess Leia's son, Anakin Solo. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, because Anakin Solo is actually the chosen one. Yeah, he's Origi- the actual chosen one. Right, because they thought that Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one, but yeah. it's not. No. It's, it's Anakin Solo. Yes. I'll, I'll be there, folks. I'll, I'll be checking it out. You know, when it comes out in, in theaters in 2015, you know, of course, um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Any closing thoughts, guys? Well, there's going to be a lot of movies coming out in that time frame because the Avengers 2 is supposed to come out. Um, yeah, there's... Oh, have you seen the, the trailer for Iron Man 3? Yeah. I have. I finally yeah. watched it. Um, they're, they're making the, the main guy, even though he was supposed to be Asian in the comic books, mm-hmm. yeah. they're making him more like a Bin Laden character. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was a really good twist mm-hmm. to it. Um, because, you know, now coming off of the world of the Avengers... You know, living in the world of the Avengers, we just got done with, you know, the attack of the aliens from another dimension. So you have this new guy he comes out. I'm a bad guy, you know, and people are like, F- "You, we just got, we just survived yeah. alien, you know, alien invasion. What, what do you bring to the table that's so horrifying?" But because of modern day world, mm-hmm. real situations, they're bringing, you know, they're making the the main bad guy a terrorist. Yeah, and I, I think, and you know, Robert Downey Jr. There is nobody, nobody that could play Iron Man. No, there's not. No, yeah, I'll totally agree. All right, folks, I think that's about it. Um, We'll be back next week to rattle your mind and tickle your senses. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And remember, folks, there's no rivalry better than a sibling. Have a good night. I like to move it, move it. I like to-